What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Hey, guys, welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, this is another episode that we're dropping this week, and uh, just trying to bang these things out as much as we can. Uh, try and like uh, give you guys stuff to listen to, and it's a little bit slow as far as uh, the news within the sport a little bit. Try and dig deep uh, and, and find the, those awesome stories that you guys love to listen to, and I hope you guys have been enjoying them. This interview with uh, John Anderson, always a pleasure to have John on the show. The guy is just a, a passionate motocross uh, aficionado, he's an enthusiast, and um, he carries the flag for Tom White like uh, like nobody could. And, and of course, that's that's his uh, father-in-law, uh, who's uh, one year ago passed, and that's a huge loss to the sport of motocross. He was such a great influencer, such a great ambassador of the sport, and uh, his biggest race uh, was, uh, the, the race that he promoted was this, uh, world vet national championship motocross, uh, race that's been running for over 30 years. And, uh, if you haven't already, uh, experienced it, you need to, it's a bucket list style race. Uh, so we talk a little bit about the, the history of the race and the weekend that's, that was this past weekend in Glen Helen, uh, a little bit about, uh, Tom White, a little bit about Jody Weitzel, who, uh, achieved the, uh, Edison Die Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, so, uh, and there's tons of great stuff in here. So, uh, again, thanks to Fast House. Those guys are awesome. Amazing gear. 2019 stuff is out. Uh, Little D over at FMF, that guy is always helping us out with different giveaways and, uh, also helping me get some pretty nice pipes on my dirt bikes personally. Um, of course, seat concepts, uh, and the uh, collective experience as well as, uh, uh, a host of other uh, sponsors like VP Racing Fuel. I don't know if you guys know, but your bike will run better on VP Racing Fuel. I know it's an investment, but, uh, so are good tires on your motorcycle. So is good oil. So, uh, put good fuel in your bike, uh, with VP Racing Fuel. So now listen to this podcast, enjoy it. And as always, if you have a request, hit me up in the direct messages on Instagram, Brad Gebhardt 88 uh, as well at gmail.com. You can hit me up. So uh, check me out. Love this podcast. Enjoy it. And thanks for listening. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by FMF, Fast House, and WUSA. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, Mr. All Things Wheels himself, John Anderson, a huge supporter of motocross and Big MX Radio uh, alike. John, it's been too long since we had you on the podcast. You're a repeat offender. We've had you on a number of times. Thanks for making time for us today. Well, thanks for having me back on, Brad. And first and foremost, happy 30th birthday, man. Hey, thanks thanks a bunch, my friend. Uh, it's, a, it's a big day, the big 3-0. It's been looming for quite some time now. And, uh, um, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate uh, the birthday wishes. Uh, as of today, I can officially come down to race the uh, WUSA uh, World Vet uh, Motocross Championships, and uh, in, in one of the uh, not not one of the support classes, I can get in thirty plus and uh, and mix it up with the boys. That's right, right. So no excuses. You can put it on your calendar, and maybe uh, you and your pop can come down. We'd love to have you, and and it'd be great to have you come out and spend some laps at Glen Helen, and 
and uh, beat the heck out of you. Hopefully, and uh, you go home safe and uh, sore, but not hurt. And yes. that's always the goal of the vet race, right? So, love to have you, man. We hope you can make it down next year. Absolutely. I've been down as a spectator. Dad needed to come uh, see it, uh, not this last year, but the year prior, um, to uh, to check out the, uh, it would have been the, the 30, 32nd running of this race that uh, it's been going on. Uh, heck, someone who was born the year that the, 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 the race was started could race it as, as a vet rider. Believe it, it's crazy to think about that. But um, yeah, I, I've, I've seen the pageantry, I've seen the tradition, I've seen all of the, uh, just how, how special this race is to so many people, and uh, I told my dad this year, um, it, it didn't work out this year with just his, uh, him not getting to ride as much as he'd like to, to feel comfortable to come down, but uh, 2019 is the year, the two of us are going to come down, the 35th anniversary uh, of this great race, and uh, couldn't be happier to, uh, to circle that date on the calendar, and uh, and that's really why we wanted to have you on, is to talk about how awesome this last weekend was, uh, and, and you've seen this for a number of years with people coming uh, from all over the globe to enjoy it, so uh, yeah, the World Vets, uh, just this last weekend. Yeah, that's right, we had a, it was just a great weekend, the weather was perfect, uh, not too hot, not too cold, no rain. Uh, track was typical Glen Helen, nice and smooth in the morning, and it transitioned to a good, rough, but safe racetrack, uh, both Saturday and Sunday. So, you know, it's a, uh, we've talked about this before. It's, you know, this is Tom White's Vet World Motocross Championship, and we're just fortunate enough to maybe link our name to it, right? And yeah. I and W with it, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a little bittersweet. I mean, um, from the standpoint that, you know, we, uh, unfortunately, you know, as you know, we mm-hmm. lost Tom uh, about a year ago. Actually, Friday was one year that, that, that he passed on, and, and this was a race that was very, very important to him that he started, again, 34 years ago, right? So, right. Uh, and now we, um, you know, we took it over, I guess this is our fifth year, and and something, you know, we're, you know, we're in the wheel business. That's what we do. But um, you mentioned all things wheel, but uh, we're not a, a race promoter, say, but this is the uh, the only race that we put this kind of effort into to, to see it continue to grow and prosper and, and have fans and folks come out and have a good time. And um, yeah, so it, it went really well. It was a huge turnout, the largest that, um, that the event's ever seen over 1300 entries and wow. over 20 countries were represented with participants and a lot of them brought their families. And I mean, uh, it was special. It was really, we, we like to think that my wife and I talked about it, that, that the old T-Dub was looking down saying, you know what? Good job guys. And, and we'd like to think that's what he was thinking. And, and, and we believe that, right? So for sure, it was, it was uh, a great weekend. Fantastic weekend. I, I'm sorry that I missed it, but uh, it was great to follow it through the photos and just seeing the smiles on people's faces. And I, I think you're totally right. It's it's amazing for the for you guys to continue to carry the torch for a race that meant so much to Tom and uh, Moto and um, uh, Tom meant so more, much to motocross, um, a, a community that embraced him uh, and he embraced it right back. And uh, I think that uh, events like this. We're just uh, kind of the brainchild of somebody who is so passionate about the sport, wanting to bring everybody together, not just the Southern California crew, not just uh, an American uh, um, feel to it, but a completely global coming together uh, celebration of the sport, of the enjoyment of it, and just the, the purest form. It is, it honestly, it's sort of 
vet racing. Like uh, guys who are still doing it for fun. They still want to be competitive with it. But at the same time, uh, they a lot of them have to go to work on Monday. Uh, like, uh, and um, it, it's just so amazing to see these people who are so passionate about it. And they share it with their families, and you guys are able to uh, be conductors of that and and, uh, um, and responsible for a ton of smiles that went on this weekend and you guys should be really proud with how it came out you know and 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 we are and 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 i have to say that obviously yeah we we a lot of effort is put into it but by no means do we want to take all that credit for because the staff at glenn helen from Lori to bud to all of their people there you know even the flaggers right everybody it's you know it's a huge thing we to get to be a part of this race and see what all goes into it it's amazing, and um, again, I can't say I'd want to do it all the time, <laughs> but for this one, yeah, and for good reason, right? But right. Uh, that was always Tom's vision, I think, you know? I mean, I, I worked for him for, you know, he gave me my first industry job over 30 years ago. That just shows how old I am, I guess, but, you know, he, whether it was the vet race or, you know, he even created the, the four-stroke world championships uh, way back in the day, and mm-hmm. and it was just something that, you know, I think he personally had a passion for it, but too saw that, you know what? Um, yeah, there are older guys in the case of the vet race that, you know, they don't, you know, once you, the younger generation, I mean, they're kind of wild and they want to be the next Jeremy McGrath and they might ride maybe sometimes a little crazy, maybe a little over the head. I don't know, but they're, because they're trying to go to the professional level. And, you know, with the vet racing, the whole thing was just a bunch of, bunch of guys just um you know established say that you know they work maybe that the dream of being the next mcgrath has passed but you know they want to uh still come out and race with their buddies and have some bragging rights and and again i mentioned it earlier you know to uh uh we wanted to make sure that the track even though it's rough and and, and this was one of the roughest for sure that um you know but it was also uh, a safe racetrack right and and um and that, that nobody got really hurt i mean things happen you know motocross things happen it's it's racing motorcycles right but but um yeah and and i think that we had that the race achieved that and uh yeah a lot of people were sore we heard it on saturday it was pretty <laughs> funny actually and and they were like oh my gosh i gotta do this again tomorrow but you know what sunday they had this big uh <clears throat> smile on their face and and it was really appreciated on our end the, the folks that came up and you know, really thanked us for, for continuing to, to do this. And it kind of goes both ways. It was more, no, you know, like, thank you guys for coming out and, and continuing to support supporting Tom White and his legacy and, and the race. And, and we'll, 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 we'll keep on rolling with it, man. Absolutely. And, and uh, on top of the, the fact that there's a, a ton of people from all over the globe that come out, I think it also uh, is a almost like a, a annual pilgrimage and, and brings out uh, your Chuck sons and, and uh, I've, I've seen uh, Troy Lee. So there, there's and like Ron Lachine. So there's a real who's who. Uh, who like maybe if they race one time a year, it's this particular race, and it's cool that they pick uh, an event that you guys have continued with to, to do that with. And uh, for those who haven't uh, gone to at least go as a spectator, uh, there's t- t- tons of uh, characters to see and and meet. And uh, and honestly, and you guys have all of uh, your wheels set up at uh, the vendors row and stuff like that. It's uh, if, if you're whether you're going as a spectator or racer. Uh, there's a good chance if you go as a spectator, you'll end up being a racer at some point. But uh, it's an awesome thing to take in, and um, and yeah, I, I think it's it's really positive that your guys are able to continue to uh, to do it. And it's great to see people are supporting it. 
Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, a lot of great sponsors came on board. And, and, you know, the funny thing is a lot of those sponsors, they're all, they're all like us, right? They're, they're, they're old friends and, and, and they are in roles, whether they own the companies or the race reps or whatever. And we had a huge and great support uh, group of sponsors. Heck, we even had the, the, the nice folks at FXR come down, you know, Canadian company. There you go. Milt, I, I got to meet him and, Really nice guy, super passionate about the oh, sport, yeah. and, and he did some racing himself. They nice. Have a, they have a display set up, and you know, fly racing and and, and pro circuit, and heck, um, uh, Rich Taylor at X Brand goggles. I don't know. There was there, I went down to Vendor Row several times, and there was a whole bunch of them down there, and you know, FMF and Yosh, and uh, and, and you you talk about the who's who coming out. Um, as part of a ceremony we do with the Edison Die Lifetime Achievement Award, which of was this year presented to Jody Weisel for Motocross Action Magazine. Which the ultimate really who's cool. who. Yeah, and, and uh, a lot of great folks came out to support that as well. And, and I want to mention, too, you know, that was something that before Tom passed, he, he was very clear in, in telling Kristen and, and Lori and I, Bud, that he really wanted Jody to get that award, and that was his wishes to have Jody be the recipient and, and, you know, obviously he wasn't able to make it to see it. But, uh, but anyway, it was, a, mm-hmm. uh, it was really cool to see Jody get it. And, you know, like you mentioned the who's who, right, like Brock Glover and Jimmy Perry, the team manager for Yamaha. Mitch Payton came out, and it was just really cool. You know, it was uh, Gary Jones, and I don't know. It just names go on and on, and it's pretty cool. It was really, really neat. So great support, uh, great people. We're going to do whatever we want, and if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. If you're not, we're still going to do the thing. I can just let go. Put our middle fingers up with a smile and let it roll. It's not just go out there and train to be number one because it's more losers and winners in this world. I grew up in Newhall. That was 805. I got into this can. I said, that is a badass fucking can. The beer's even better inside. We have a band of brothers. They're different. They just like to have a good time and live life, have fun and kill it. Fast house is nothing but fun. We all want to feel good. The average guy can go out there, throw down. do it my way and it's all that matters. It's not easy to do this shit. My girl's looking at me to support her and i am got a broken leg from dirt bike. You see a lot of people that fall out of it. It's all so based on results and being the winner. That mentality of the 60s, 70s, that's what we try to do is bring that back where it's not so serious. I don't really like the super competitiveness of it. I like to bring something that's more lighthearted. Probably all serious about it at one point and kind of realizing let's just have fun. That's what my old man did, and it just really resonated with me riding a dirt bike on that fine line of glory and disaster. Throw your leg over a bike and haul ass across the desert and feel free. 
90% of people that own a motorcycle go out on the weekends and they just want to have fun. Can't ever take that for granted. Two wheels till the wheels fall off, man. Once I feel like you become a man, you know, you get off the track and you're exhausted and just ice cold beer, just nothing sounds better than that. This Fast House crew is gonna break the mold how it used to be and maybe even then some. Since 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles. More power, more wins, more fun. For 39 years, we've been rolling up our sleeves, building our factory, engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts. Innovation and American craftsmanship makes FMF today's leader in performance. And uh, we had a great time. For sure. Like, well, the, the year that we went down, uh, I think my dad was a little bit taken aback by how well I knew the landscape of uh, Glen Helen, of course, it was his first time there, and I think it was my 20th time there. So uh, I, I know the place better than some, maybe some of my local tracks. Um, but yeah, I saw uh, Ron Lachine, and I'm walking up, and I say, hey, Ronnie, how's it going? He's like, hey, Brad, how's it going? And I'm like, I introduce him to my dad, and uh, we're walking away, and my dad goes to me like, I think Ron Lachine was more excited to see you than I was to see Ron Lachine. I'm like, I don't know about that. But uh, it was it, like those are the types of stories that you're going to get uh, every single day that you go to uh, an event like this, and it's kind of a it's an event like no other. It really does bring people out of the woodwork, and um, yeah, like having a guy like Jody Weitzel uh, be awarded the Edison Die Lifetime Achievement Award, um, extremely deserving. Uh, the guy has dedicated so much of his life to uh, the promotion and the exposure and and the the uh, just analyzing the sport. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think it's very deserving and it was very cool. And of course that my, that my dad, I don't think he's, he's, he has, he, there's a Jody's box that he hasn't read. So, uh, that was pretty cool, uh, for my dad to see that and, uh, just gives him that much more reason to want to get down there for next year. Yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, if some of your listeners get a chance, if they want to, you know, see a really cool video that was produced to honor Jody, mm-hmm. uh, I know on Motocross Action's website, uh, obviously, first and foremost, go go visit Brad on his site, right? But of course. Absolutely. Well, we'll, what we'll do is we'll put the, we'll put the link on, the, on my site. So if Perfect. people want to uh, look, look for that video, the link will be in the description on BigMXRadio.com under this episode. Perfect. And there's a really cool video with lots of people speaking, um, you know, and honoring Jody. And my wife does the intro uh, for that. Uh, that was filmed at the museum, which, is, you know, of course, you've been to. Yes, and, I was uh, been lucky. So that's pretty great. special thing. It, video came out great, and I encourage everybody, if they have some time, to um, take a peek at that. It's only, I think it's like 10 minutes or something, but it's pretty neat. So, um, yeah, yeah. There you go. 10 minutes well spent. You want to check that out, learn a little bit more than you probably don't already know about Jody Weitzel and all of his accomplishments through the years. Um, but um, yeah, like uh, I love the fact that uh, Josh Grant came out to, to race this thing uh, for the first time in a long time. Uh, Michael Sleater did not attend. Of course, he's still uh, recovering from uh, his injuries that he sustained about eight weeks ago. Um, but this always does bring out all of your, your usual testers and, and uh, like a guy like Dennis Stapleton, who uh, has been basically a, uh, I, like there's a good chance that he might have been able to race 
like at least half, if not more, of these races throughout the years. Um, he's he's got to be like well into his forties. Uh, so uh, yeah, he's he's been a, a, a pretty much a permanent feature at the, at that particular race, and, and just uh, all your usual suspects that come out to Thursday uh, or. or Going to Glen Hill on a Thursday, they they attend on this weekend, and it's uh, it's a pretty special weekend. What are some of your favorite uh, stories from uh, this particular race? Because I, I assume you've probably attended quite a few. You know, I think just for me personally, I think that you know, like to have Josh there, and you mentioned that earlier. I mean, you know, Tom knew Josh when he was just a kid, yeah. right? So, and Tom was always a big fan of Josh. He liked him as a person. Josh always, I think, saw that and respected that in Tom that he treated him, treated him really well, you know, and, and just liked the kid and certainly his dad, uh, Mike, super good guy. And just having Josh come out and, you know, just when I saw him, I talked to him at the Red Bull Straight Rhythm event and, and he was on a Husky there, as, as you probably know, and we yep. did a little project with him on some wheels for, for Racer X and, and uh, he said, hey, I'm coming to the vet race this year. And I'm like, kind of caught me off guard. He said, seriously? And I said, yeah, you know what? I'm coming. I want to come support the event, but I want to come support my friend Tom White. And I was like, wow. I mean, that, you talk cool. about one that will kind of hit you deep, right? So having Josh there, he was really low, laid back. Uh, I know on, uh, he had his wife and his, his boys. His dad was there. And and uh, that was pretty special, to be quite honest with you. And and even, you know, I should mention, too, equally as important for me personally, Chris Kiefer. You know, I mean, I've known Kiefer for a long time and and way back in the day. And, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about life and kids. And, you know, we have kids close to the same age. And, you know, you talk about a guy's passion about riding motorcycles and probably rides more than anybody, anybody, anybody. full-time racers. Yeah. yeah. And Chris and, and his wife came out and their son and, it was just cool. He was out both days. He rode really well, and and um, and, and having Chris out there, and we we even talked, you know, after the race, and and he did a little uh, wrap up podcast thing, nice keepering testing and all that, and he talked a lot about the race as well, and and uh, what it meant to him and what Tom meant to him. So it's you know what for me it's stories like that. I mean, of course, seeing a bunch of old friends and. Just, you know, people that we see sometimes only once a year, you know, uh, just coming up and saying hi, giving a hug. It's it's cool. So, again, it was it was just a great couple of days. And um, it could, it, honestly, I don't think it could have been any better. It was perfect. No doubt. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I can maybe add to the experience next year. But, uh, yeah, if, if it's perfect without me, I guess that's the way it's got to be. But I'm <laughs> just bugging you. Um <laughs> But uh, on, on, on as a kind of a like not to change the subject whatsoever. But uh, how are things at uh, at WUSA? Uh, you guys have been very successful with uh, with the supporting of a number of Supercross teams over the year, but also providing a number of people with uh, stronger, safer, longer lasting wheels that, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, add to the longevity of your motorcycle. And you, as well as I know, uh, with how popular it is these days to purchase a, a 252 stroke or a 125 off of Craigslist, the one thing that is probably most irreparable on them is those wheels. And that's where you guys kind of come in handy. Yeah, that's right. In, 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 you know, as far as things at W, we're 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 doing well. I mean, no complaints. Um, 
we've been very fortunate. I sound like a broken record. I might have said that last time that I spoke to you, but that's just the truth, right? We've been very fortunate to we started our business and to, to kind of just start a niche as far as the wheels and just specialize in just that, right? Just wheels. And and since we've probably talked, Brad, I mean, yes, we've expanded uh, into, say, vintage. Uh, that Vintage has actually been really, really uh, a great addition to our offerings to folks. Um, it isn't just to racers. It, it could Maybe guys don't even ride anymore, but they're you know, they want to restore a bike that maybe they rode as a kid and, and maybe they don't even want to put it in the dirt. And that happens a lot. They want to put it in their office, believe it or not, or in their home. And But, you know, they start from top to bottom, and and uh, we, we do a lot of vintage. So we have folks that just send in their hubs only, and it's all stuff you can, you know, I won't do this big sales speech, but it's <laughs> stuff you can see on our website. But as simple as sending in a hub, that's all we need. And there's options on different coatings. Okay. Of course, we make the spokes in-house, the nipples, and then we have a variety of rims they can choose from, and we can make the thing look brand new. And so that's going well. Adventure touring, we're, we, we finished up an adventure event in Park City, Utah. We do it every year that KTM puts on. The KTM adventure stuff is really going well, um, as well as the Africa Twin. We're doing some BMW stuff now. And so that's going well. And, and you know, as you know, as I'm sure you'll be down here in just a handful of weeks. The start of Supercross is just around the corner. A lot of the teams that we work with have just unveiled their new rosters, uh, others uh, to be released soon. Yeah, how's so we've been there? busy with uh Yeah, we've been busy with ordering product and getting that going, and the teams have been doing their photo shoots. So, you know, we're excited to be back on board. I think this is probably our uh, fourth or fifth year now. Um, so we had a great year with Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, winning some titles, and, and of course they run our wheels, so the Talon Billet stuff and Excel Rims, so that's good. Back on with Rocky Mountain, JGR, uh, Rock River, um, of course the, the KTM factory and TLD run the kite hubs that we import as well, so yeah. Supercross will be here before we know it, and, and it starts all over again. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing you, I'm sure, down in, in sunny California. Right, Brad? Oh, for sure. Uh, as a, a yearly ritual, uh, January 1st rolls around, and uh, rather than uh, nursing a hangover, I usually get behind the wheel and drive 36 hours straight to SoCal. Uh, it's usually around minus 40 degrees uh, Celsius. Uh, when I leave the house and by the time I get to where I need to get to, it's usually somewhere around plus 25, uh, which is, uh, in translation to you, roughly, uh, about 78, 79 degrees. So, uh, I, that's, that, and that's where I like to stay for quite a few weeks. And, uh, it's always nice to, uh, see some friendly faces when I go to W or, uh, I hope this year, maybe I can make a, uh, another, uh, visit to the, uh, the early years of, uh, of motocross, uh, um, museum because uh, that is a sight to behold and uh like i said we, we, we talked about it on the podcast last time i had you on um that that two hours that uh that tom carved out of his i believe it was a thursday afternoon that he actually intended on going for a mountain bike ride but i think i kept him from doing that completely um but uh just to spend that time with him was way too cool and the fact that he'd do that for uh, a nobody like me was uh, really really special. So, and that, that just kind of speaks volumes to not only the uh, the museum itself, but also uh, Tom White and, and all that he he gave to the sport, which is the the most uh, valuable thing: his time. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the museum is obviously, you know, it's it's or maybe a lot of your listeners don't know or if they are familiar with it. It, you know, it's a collection of bikes that he started many many years ago, and and it turned in from what started a, a little hobby to, as Tom would have said, an addiction, I guess. But yes. it's a better addiction than than maybe some that people are used to hearing about. But I think it at this point the museum's up about 160 bikes and. And uh, it's quite a special place, and you know it, it, it's 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 a lot different now, obviously, because you know we're used to having Tom being in there. But I can tell you, uh, I go there a lot because uh, actually the museum's pretty close to where we live. And you know, Kristen's mom, they she lives on the property where the museum is, their personal property. And and um, I can share with you, I can tell you, because you've been in there with Tom, but yeah. I've been in there a lot since he's been gone. But trust me when I tell you. His spirit, I'm not a big weird guy about spirits or ghosts or whatever. I'm just not, but I'm telling you, his spirit is alive and well in there. And it's, it's, uh, sometimes it kind of gives me goosebumps, but, um, you know, it's just a a place that he was like a second home to him and still there. And and we've had one event since he passed and that went really well, you know, an actual, uh, open house type of, he called it bikes and burgers and, and we did one and, you know, I mean, it was very hard. Don't get me wrong. It was hard because that was something that he did. And, and now this time it was Kristen and, and I and, and some of our staff from W were there. And a great turnout, raised some good money, which is what Tom always did for High Hopes for Kristen's uh, middle brother, Brad, that was injured in a, a motorcycle accident. for brain. So it's a charity that uh, called High Hopes for brain injuries and stuff and so we raised some good money for that which is what the museum was always intended to do and and uh but it'll continue on Kristen wants to do a couple two three more you know uh, in this coming year and but yeah if you give me enough give me a little notice and advance notice brad when you're down um sure we'll be happy to take you up there and let you kind of roam through there again and uh check it out it's all still the same but Again, but a little, you know, a lot different, I guess, without Tom being there. But um, but the bikes are still there, and and actually, there's a, a book being uh, written uh, to showcase that, and will you know carry on the his legacy and the legacy of the museum, right? So yeah, good stuff, man. Absolutely, and you, it's like his spirit lives within those walls. Like you, like in uh, just in the time that I spent with him in there, and as well as like he, he left for a few minutes, so I could just kind of walk around and 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 look at things on my own. Uh, you're totally right; he resonates within those walls, and it's actually pretty interesting to to find out that um, the the first bike, I think it's a '63 Greaves, if I'm not mistaken, um, was uh, was actually originally a bike that uh, Brad was. I spoke, had asked to restore with Tom, and that's kind of sort of how the whole obsession, if you will, or the addiction really started, and uh, sort of interesting that way that that, that now uh, that museum can now contribute to uh, research and uh, and for for Brad's uh, injury because he wasn't able to uh, restore that bike with his old man. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's the story, right? Like they. Brad, they were at Paris Raceway, and Brad saw that bike in the back of a pickup truck, you know, in, in less than great condition, but it was for sale. And Brad went to his dad and said, you know, you know, Dad, let's buy that and fix it up. And Brad was just a little kid, and so they did, and that was the first of, as I mentioned, 160. And, in fact, that bike is it's still in the museum. It's right in 
front and center. So that, that that's a very special bike to the museum, to the family, uh, to all of us. So it's uh, it's really cool. You can actually see that on his website. The whole the whole collection actually for your listeners. Uh, earlyyearsofmx.com. They can check it out, and, and Kristen's had a new website developed for it with some updated pictures and the story and some videos of Tom and his story as well. So I encourage your listeners to go check that out. Maybe that's another one, Brad, you could throw up on Big yeah, Max absolutely. website, the link to that, and and have folks go through you guys and see it. And um, I think people might get a kick out of it. And even if it's not for the younger guys, you know, like, oh, man, that thing looks like it would beat the heck out of me. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you if those 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 young groms, if they even if they just pass that word on to their dad or mm-hmm. as crazy as this might sound, even their grandfathers at this point, I think that uh it could be something that would really bring a lot of enjoyment to uh to the older folks, right? And and maybe maybe not the ten year old, uh again as I mentioned, but mm-hmm. you know, the thirty year old, the forty, fifty, sixty year old, I think if they look at that, they'll get it. For sure. So if they're into motorcycles, they'll get it. So uh, I encourage them to check it out. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Anyone who's got a mature appreciation for the history of the sport and how things came forward, and he's got some really iconic bikes in there, uh, including two uh, very little run of the uh, of the the uh, Harley Davidson motocross bikes that were developed, as well as the vaunted nineteen seventy. Um, RM or is an is an RM or TM 400, which was a basically supposedly supposed to be the bike that uh, um, Roger DeCoster would have raced in the championship that year to win his first uh, world championship. But that bike so far removed from the works edition that uh, that that Roger would have raced that it actually became much maligned. Uh, and you can learn more about that in the many uh, articles that Tom wrote over the year in MXA. But uh, yeah, I'll send a link. Uh, I'll put a link to that as well in the description to this. But uh, I really appreciate making some time for us today, uh, John. Um, I know you're super busy, and like uh, you, kinda, you guys like put a few things on hold so that you guys can execute everything that needs to happen for uh, the, the the Vet World Championships. And then once that's over, you guys have to deal with everything else uh, under the sun. So uh, I'm, I'm glad you're able to make time for us today, and uh, I appreciate it. Always appreciate you having me on, man, and and thank you, and we'll look forward to. I'm sure I'll talk to you at Anaheim or again one of the Supercrosses, and and, uh, and we'll catch up. But but uh, but as we mentioned in the beginning of the of the of the conversation, Brad, we are looking forward to and counting on you to be at Glen Helen first week of November Absolutely. 2019, lining up in whatever plus 30 class because uh, now you're 30, man. So yeah. we we. we can't wait for you to come out so it's going to be cool 30 plus and uh yeah as soon as uh you guys open registration for it i won't hesitate take my money take my registration and uh i will uh i'll I'll save the date for you uh it always seems to fall right around my birthday so that's always just kind of a cherry on top so i'm looking forward to that and uh yeah awesome tom this has been great or john tom john this has been awesome i really appreciate the time my friend Sounds good, Brad. Well, thank you again. I yep. appreciate it, man. Anytime, my friend. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast's sake, we're going to cut it off right there. <laughs>